right, this is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. We made it to our third show. Uh-huh. I'm Melissa. I'm George. And we're going to be doing Dynamite on Wednesday, 9-16. Anything what? to say before we start? Um, not much. I'm just going to follow your lead because oh in, God, full disclo- in full disclosure, I was kind of distracted tonight trying to get a PlayStation 5. Nobody gives a shit. This um, is a wrestling podcast. Let's, uh, Why are you trying to get fucking points? Let's get to the tape. Jesus. Alright, the first match was a Jurassic Express versus FTR in a non-title match because FTR doesn't think they've earned that yet. And uh, before FTR even comes out, the Young Bucks come out. They both super kick the ref. They go back to gorilla position. And throw money at Tony Khan. Like, Because they know they're going to get fined again for attacking someone who's not a wrestler. And uh, they walk by FTR. FTR's talking shit. But uh, again, we have a another uh, example of the Young Bucks being mean boys now. They're just a couple of mean Christian boys. Uh, I don't like it. One thing I thought was interesting about this is, you know, we, we've watched a lot of WWE, right? And whenever you see, you know, little peeks behind the curtain, like, you know, in those little documentary things they make about themselves, you always see, like, Vince and Gorilla, and he's always, like, wearing a suit, and he's, like, you know, got to stick up his ass. And Tony Khan, owner of the company, is just sitting there and what, was he, like, in, like, board shorts or something, and just kind of yeah vegging out? So that was a... Don't fall for it, though. No, he's he's Don't a, fall for it. He's still a billionaire boy. He's a rich evil boy, but so, but he makes a good wrestle time. Yeah. So. so don't fall for the t shirt the t shirt and shorts. So we got a match. It's a good match. I think it's good. Jurassic it's, Express really uh established themselves here. Yeah, they seem like actual tough competitors now. Whereas before they were extremely jokey. Yes. Now they seem like real competition. But, why are you moving the microphone closer? Because I want to make sure that you show up as much as I do. I feel like your voice is a little muted. you got a loud-ass mouth. <laughs> you got a loud-ass mouth. What? Let, let's, run the, let's run the microphone for 24 hours and play it back, and let's Mm-mm. see who votes in the comments. No. Who has the loudest-ass mouth. No. It's going to be you. <laughs> so, FTR ends up winning with a cheaty, cheaty cheat roll-up. And, uh, yeah, they got him rolled up, and both teammates are holding him in the roll-up. But I thought FTR... I thought FTR was all about the rules. I thought they were good rule boys. They just want people to hold the damn tag rope, I guess. Oh, that rope. The fucking tag rope. That rope is an albatross around the neck of tag team wrestling. What? No, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? It sounded smart in my head. (laughs) Yeah, but it was dumb. Like so many things. (laughs) Yeah, but the takeaway from that is FTR's Cheaty Cheat Boys, Jurassic Express, some tough competition now. Luchasaurus might be the most athletic big man in that company. Ooh, he's real stud. He's a stud muffin. (laughs) A juicy, buttery, flaky, stud muffin croissant. Uh, all right, moving on. We cut away to the backstage. Matt Hardy laying on the ground. He's holding his knee. 
He's got a doc there looking at him. He's got private party. They don't know what happened to him. He's been Nancy Kerrigan or something. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Way too soon. <laughs> so nobody knows what happened to him, but Jericho and Hager walk up. Jericho makes some comment about how Matt's not the luckiest boy tonight. I'm not exactly sure how he worded. He probably didn't say luckiest boy. But yeah, made a comment, a snide comment, as he's laying there in pain. I think this was a um, a red herring. I don't think Jericho had anything to do with this. Well, I guess we'll find out. What did we What did we say? It's probably Kenny. Maybe it's Kenny, because Kenny's turning into a mean boy, too. Oh, bad boy Kenny. So, after that, we come back. Kenny is out on commentary, because the next match is Frankie Kazarian versus Hangman Page. And commentary said this was supposed to be a tag team match. Hangman wanted a tag team match. Kenny did not. Kenny's not interested anymore. I wish it was a tag team match because I just don't like Kazarian. Like, I have zero interest in him. Why? I just find him boring. I find all of SCU except for Flea Dad Christopher Daniels to be boring. No. I just don't care when they're on my TV. I feel like you're being mean. You always think I'm being mean. That's mean. But, so we have a match. It kind of is a mad match. It's an extremely mad match. But, uh, Paige wins with his buckshot lariat. And, uh, Kenny gets up. You think maybe he's going to go congratulate Paige, but he just walks right to the back. Leaves Hangman in the ring. Hangman gets a beer, cracks it open. Whereas Excalibur says a lacrimose logger, which I thought was brilliant wordplay. Love that. Anything to add? Went over my head. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> I just want to see the storyline advance. I hope it doesn't take us, you know, two or three months to get to, you know, Hangman and Kenny having their little, you know, escalation of their falling out. Because honestly, and tell me if you agree, mm -hmm. the the tag team story with them took forever for them to pull the trigger on it. It takes as long as it takes. Well, God damn. And I'm sure things would have progressed more if COVID hadn't happened. Oh, don't blame COVID. Oh my God. Yeah, that didn't have an effect on anything, for sure. I'm just saying, they couldn't have moved that story along a little faster. You were even sick of them as a tag team by the end of it. I was sick of them as a tag team from the beginning because I don't like them as a tag team. Oh. I was never into the tag team. All right, guess we're moving on because you have nothing to add. I have plenty to add, but I, I just feel like they were a good tag team. I feel like it was an interesting way they got the belts off of SCU because... because well, they did it on a boat? Well, sure. Production value. That was That was nice to see. So they took the tag belts off SCU because I really wasn't into SCU as a tag champ. Sorry. And I was just glad to see Hangman and Kenny get a, get a run with the belts, especially because I feel like Kenny got screwed in the beginning. Screwed how? I feel like he got screwed because he wasn't even he wasn't even positioned as a single star, which he is now, ironically. But well, how does putting him in a tag team position him as a single star? Because it transitions him from geek jobber to what he's no. about to become now. Was he, he a, was he a geek jobber when he was having those hardcore matches with Moxley? Or Joey Janela? 
Kenny has been booked as a loser. You're a loser. Well, I know that, but You're I'm not on. Loser. But I'm not on television every Wednesday <laughs> night. So I don't well, see I the don't point. Like, I don't understand how putting him in a tag team fixed anything. Ah, uh, hell, I don't have time oh, to hell. argue you with... Ugh. We're moving on. Moving on. This is supposed to be correct opinions, and you're fucking running your ass. Well, maybe we just have a dispute about what correct opinions on wrestling <laughs> actually are. All right. Moving God. on. Damn. Next, we have MJF come out with Wardlow. And it goes to commercial, and in the picture-in-picture, picture, he's doing his thing where he walks around the crowd trying to get them to kiss his ring, which is hilarious. I love it when he does that. That's great. And he has a match with Sean Dean. Who? Sean Dean. Oh, I don't I don't watch Dark, so I don't know who the hell uh, that is. Sean Dean's going to be something one day, baby, so you better pay attention. Well, he is on Dynamite, so I mean, he he very well might be. Is that like the next level up? For people on main event, I mean dark. <laughs> well, let's talk about this. Like, how important? <laughs> MJF has a match with Sean Dean. Sadly, it's the fastest win I've ever seen. As soon as they come back from commercial, Sean Dean is in an armbar. He is tapping. Apparently, he got poked in the eye also. I didn't see that happen, but he was tapping the second it came back from commercial. This is all just a lead-up to a promo where he just wants to talk about how Moxley cheated. And he says that he may be starting a stable so he can get a fair shake in AEW. Now, who's going to be in the stable? Now, did he say he was going to start one or he might join a group? He said, huh, I don't remember him saying he's going to join a group. He seems the type to start his own stable. Because I could see MJF joining up with Tully and Sean Spears and FTR. What? No. Because they're going to try to do the horseman thing and then Tully can, you know, finally stop doing the shocker and he can put up all four of his fucking fingers. I'll be really surprised. I would be really, really surprised if that happened because I just see MJF making his own stable where he's in charge. I don't see him taking. Well, he would become in charge. He would. He would feud with Sean Spears. What the and hell are you, would... you talking about? I'm talking about. You're you... booking all kinds of. I'm not booking. I'm saying you couldn't see MJF as like the asshole millennial version of Ric Flair. And a four horseman uh, type stable. I wouldn't want to see MJF trying to be a new version of anybody. I, well, I don't think you would ever see that, but I just could see that same kind of character in him. Oh, uh, everything I, I say is wrong. I hate everything you say today. Oh, God. Everything you say is incorrect today. Says you. Alright, I guess I'll keep this going because well, No, we can we can we can argue about this for another thirty minutes. This no, is podcasting, keep it, baby. I gotta There's keep no... it going because you're not taking any initiative with this. I'm taking plenty of initiative. I'm trying to discuss MJF being an asshole. Well what else do you want to say? Moving That's on. <laughs> Alright, so next we have Eddie Kingston and his group. Oh I, oh oh wait, 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 wait. One thing I do want to say about the MJF thing. One thing I didn't like about this is that they went through all the whole entrances and having, 
you know, oh, we're going to have a match. And really it was just a setup for a, for a promo. I feel like that's very WWE. I feel like they what? do that a lot. I feel like a lot of times in WWE, you'll have the whole thing where it's like, oh, we're going to have a match. And the two people come out and there's the full entrance and everything. And then it's just like the, the match is shorter than the entrances. You know I what I mean? I'm feeling okay with it because he's just coming off a loss. Right. So I feel like it's okay to have him come out here and beat somebody and like position himself as somebody who's really threatening. And that's fair. I, I just hope we don't end up seeing this a habit. You know what I mean? Just like with a fuck finish. I don't want to see fuck finishes or, you know, fake matches basically become a habit in AEW. Speaking of fuck finishes. Yes. Brandon Cutler and the librarian on dark. Double count out. Come on. Give that, me a win. Give me a loss. That's so lame. I, that's all I'm going to say on that. Because, I mean, that match is like one of the few matches on Dark where they had a story, right? Where it was people... That's pretty much the only one. People signed to the company with a story based in the company. And they just decide to blow it off with a fuck finish. So what? Do they fight again? Do we just forget this happened? Do they team up? They might team back up again. I okay. Think maybe, I think maybe they'll team back up again. But I don't know. I just have a aversion to those kinds of endings. I'm right there with you. Alright, so we have Eddie Kingston and his group come out. And I just have to say, on BTE, Eddie Kingston did a promo on a cookie. And it was so damn hilarious. It was so intense. I don't know how he does it. Great. Check out BTE because that was a piece of gold. Loved it. That that's such a that's such high praise. Like Eddie Kingston could cut a promo on a Kit Kat and you'd be glued to your TV. And it literally happened. No, that happened on something else. That was like R Truth on WWE. You mix up R Truth and Eddie Kingston? I, I think I might be. Oh my god. Okay, no, I'm not mixing oh them up. I'm mixing I'm god. to be fair, I'm not mixing them up. I'm mixing up the snack food that Eddie Kingston cut the promo on. Okay. So Yeah, it was a cookie. Okay. You're a damn mess. I'm You're a fucking mess. I'm just rocking and rolling tonight. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie comes out to say he never lost the battle royale. Did he? Did he? Went? Did he? Lose? I don't know. I had to go back and watch it again because I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember if he went over the top rope or if he went through them. Well, he's adamant that he did not. Yeah, and I don't feel like checking. No. Um, they say that they're violent agents of chaos. So Butcher and Blade, they get some victims out of the crowd. Random beatings. One of them was Griff Garrison, and one was another guy I saw in Dark. I think his name was Blackstone, but I'm not sure, and I didn't look it up. No. So, uh, they beat on them, destroy them in the ring to prove a point. But then something very interesting happened. Kingston says that they got their house together, and then he tells Blade he needs to get his house in order. And Eddie Kingston has before asked Blade where his wife is. So maybe we'll finally get an answer as to what the hell's going on with Allie. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be, an, a, you know, a, a, I don't know if they're going to stick the landing on whatever they do with that. I don't know. All, I, all I'm going to say is that I'm glad they're going to address it. I'm glad it's not going to be one of those 
fucking things where it's, oh, we just change someone's gimmick and we never address it. Yeah, I agree with that. So then after that, we get Private Party versus the new tag team of Jericho and Hager. First of all, I'm going to call bullshit because I know Sammy Boy's had a lot of trouble lately. He hasn't had a great few months. I understand that. I miss the sex gods. Yeah, I would have preferred that. I don't care about Hager. Hager works as a big man, muscle for Jericho, but I don't want to see him in any kind of extended feature on my TV. He's boring. I'm sorry, Jake Hager is boring. And what do you work as? I'm right here on the greatest wrestling podcast on the internet. Correct opinions on wrestling. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're such a fucking mean ass. Yes, I am. I, You know what? If I could be having Sammy Guevara teaming up with Chris Jericho and I get Jake Hager instead, yeah, I'm going to be a mean ass about that. I'm going to be salty. Are you telling me you wouldn't prefer that? Are you telling me? I already me... said I would prefer that. You don't got to be mean about it. Yes, I do. Because how do you think we're going to get the clicks? People aren't going to click on nice people. Have... Is this your first day on the internet? So we're going to be competing with all the mean people on the internet? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that'll work. No competition there. Nobody's mean on the internet. Listen, if you don't want to be a mean girl on the internet, you can get the fuck out. I'm just going to be mean to you. Well, maybe that'll translate. I don't know. All right, so they have their match. At one point, Hager hits Cassidy with a bat. Wait, what? He hits him with a bat. Cassidy was out there? Isaiah Cassidy. You don't even know their fucking names. I don't. I was oh not. Oh my into... god, you don't know anything about wrestling. Look, I, I know plenty about wrestling. All you I know is that know I was. Shit. Look, I was checked out tonight. It's not like this is the first time his name has ever been mentioned. Also, half of this match was in picture-in-picture. Picture. Can we talk about that? Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, Jericho pins Cassidy and keeps beating on him, puts him in the walls of Jericho, and then Mark Quinn comes out. Okay, I know, I know I think Mark he was, Quinn. He, he so. was, like, on the side of the ring, and, uh... He finally comes to and knocks Jericho out, knocks him over. It's a pretty good shot. So I just don't like this pairing. I, I I don't like the pairing of Jericho and Hager. It it it's boring. It's beneath Jericho. Oh, what you're gonna stick up for Jake Hager now? No. Well, all right. Ugh. All right. That means I win. <laughs> no, it doesn't. By default. Alright, so then we have our fifth match of the night. Uh, a great one, in my opinion. We have Ivelisse with Diamante in her corner versus Thunder Rosa for the NWA belt. Could they finally be doing something interesting with the women's division with this interpromotional stuff? Yes. <laughs> That's my answer to that. I'm Damn it, guess. I was trying to leave it on a cliffhanger. But... I'm just going to rant for a quick second. Okay. You rant and I'll make fun of you now. This will, we'll change roles. All right. See if you can pick this apart. This is the only match the whole night that is a title match. And not only is it a title match, it's for the NWA belt, which has not been done on AEW. So you would think 
maybe you could do this match with no commercials. Maybe make this match feel important. Maybe make this the first or the last match of the night. Because I think this should be a big deal. I think title matches should always be a big deal. Women's title. I'm just saying that's their view on it, right? I just I feel like after years of watching WWE, where they belittled the belt so much that when there's a title match, you honestly don't give a shit. I think title matches, all title matches, should be treated like massive events. Because if you don't care about the belt, the fans are not going to care about the belt. And that's my rant on that, and I'd like to see you try to pick that apart. No, I, I fully agree, and I, I really think this is you know more evidence of AEW having no idea what they're doing with their women's division. Uh, I think there's the spark of something interesting here. I think, I, there, I think this is, seems like it's headed in a good direction. You know, uh, great, great wrestlers involved in this match. I thought it was a good match. I think they need to sign Thunder Rosa to a contract or a partial contract or whatever the. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on with that legally. But clearly, they have a good relationship with NWA if this is happening. So, um, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, it was great. Thunder Rosa won with a tombstone. Then Diamante attacks Thunder Rosa, as a good tag team partner should. And then Sheeta hops out of the crowd and attacks Ivelisse and Diamante. And then they do the whole, like, you're a chant, I'm a chant, we respect each other. You know that little thing they always do? You know what I'm talking about? I do, and, and I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't watch professional wrestling for sportsmanship. Or, mm, here's your title and you're a good boy. Here's a little pat for your title. Oh my god! All right, you know what? That's a bit much, even for me. I guess <laughs> yeah, I got. Is this you. is this what I do? Oh. I am a shit. Yeah. All right. So then we cut to the back or a weight room. Or oh, something. oh, wait, wait, wait. You got something else to say about the other one? Oh yeah. What? Gotta get that fucking heels commercial in there. Can we please just forget about that now? Poor Tony. I understand he's just doing his job as a commentator, but. Man. Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Man, just... Poor Tony having to shill for this stupid bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I could talk a whole long time about why I'm so bothered by the heels thing. But I don't think this is the time or place for it. <sighs> Cody, come I'm get your to fucking about, wife. I'm trying to talk about Dynamite. The thing I don't understand... Let me just go on this, this short tangent. Is why... She doesn't understand why she gets hate. It's like you put yourself in a position of power in this company. And then you're putting yourself over. No matter who does that, they're going to get shit. So if you're going to be in a position of power and put yourself over, you better be the fucking best wrestler. You better be the best character. If you think you're not going to get shit from people for putting yourself over. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Like, the fact that you <laughs> don't understand why you get hate is confusing to me. I can tell you why Brandy Rhodes gets hate. Okay? I don't know Brandy. I just told you why. No. Here's why this doesn't work. And, and you know, we I don't know if we end up stopping this and deleting this. But here's the thing. 
as promised, we had to cut that out because I said something fucking stupid and it didn't work like 90, 95% of my jokes. So Ugh. here we go. Moving on. We go to the back. Miro lifting weights. He's got Penelope there. He's got Kip there. And uh, I don't know. They were talking about things. I didn't really understand what they were talking about. Did you understand what they were talking about? I have no idea. I felt like they were having like this private, in-joke conversation. I feel like I must have missed something, because I didn't understand what they were talking about. But then uh, Miro says he's going to be planning the best bachelor party, because he is the best man. And the thing I found funniest about this is like they're talking, and Penelope is just standing in the back like a prop. Like, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't get to do anything. She's just standing there. So I think it's kind of sad. Well, don't don't worry. You'll you'll miss those days once they end up putting her in a cuck angle with Miro to take a shot at WWE or something. No, they're not gonna. I I feel like they're smart enough not I, to do that. I have more faith in them than that. But. Yeah. So the next segment we have, I rated A plus. So good. A plus segment. So we have Lance Archer come out with his man Jake the Snake. And what they're setting up is next week, Lance and two men of his choosing are going to be going against Moxley and two men of his choosing in a sixth man. So they got to pick their partners. And uh, Jake the Snake's doing his thing. Quoting, quoting Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd songs. <laughs> like, did, just, to did Tony Khan have to pay for that? I don't know. He was just out there doing his thing. And he said if he's going to dance with the devil... It might as well be the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> so Taz comes out, and well, basically he wants uh, Lance's two men to be Cage and Ricky Starks, and Taz makes him a deal. When Lance wins on October fourteenth and gets the belt, Cage gets the first shot at said belt. So that's the deal with the devil. Nothing to add? Lance isn't going to win on the 14th. Well, you never know. Things are coming on. <laughs> so, Moxley's music hits. He comes in through a side door. Ricky Starks is sitting behind him in the crowd, trying to blend in. Poorly. <laughs> he attacks Moxley from behind. Cage comes. They're beating the shit out of him. And then, all of a sudden, Will Hobbs comes out with the chair, scares them off, like two scalded dogs. Fucking scuttling away. And it turns out Will Hobbs will be one of his tag team partners, and the other will be his man, Darby Allen. He says, oh. I know you're at home, but get your ass here, because you're my tag team partner. This was interesting. I feel like there were a lot of layers here, and I appreciate that. See, you don't have to... Be stupid. You can do simple layers and make it more intriguing that way. I, I just don't know why everyone in professional wrestling hasn't figured that out by now. I gave it an A plus because I thought it was just exciting. And and I think I remarked to you that, you know, they've got a lot of beefy boys in AEW now. Like I remember when this first started, the joke was, ooh, it's just a bunch of flippy dippy indie guys and they've got that, but got a little bit of everything. They really do. I thought this was exciting. I was surprised by the picks. I thought it was interesting. 
just great. The whole segment, I was so excited, so happy, loved it. A plus. I was a little confused at the start with, uh, I was like, is this motherfucker quoting Pink Floyd? <laughs> and, and it turned out he was. What? Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> he, sound, he sounds so cool. I'll just run it through the cool guy filter later. We'll, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. What the fuck is the cool guy filter? The, 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 the filter that makes it sound like not me. Oh, okay. You fuck. <laughs> Alright. And then the last match of the night, which I also gave a chef's kiss. Two chef's kiss. Two chef's kiss. A plus match. Pay-per-view level match. Why wasn't this on pay-per-view? I don't know. It was Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz in the minivan grudge match in a parking lot. And... I gotta say, when it was announced at the beginning of the show that this was a main event, my thought was, ugh, that's the main event? Like, really? I wasn't so sure about it, but I'm an idiot because it was amazing. It was entertaining as hell. Santana and Ortiz come out. They got their faces painted, white and black, scary. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Kind of skull-like. I don't know if it was a reference to something. Well, one of the commentators said out of Dead Presidents, which is a movie from, like, the early 90s. I thought that was a... Wait. Wasn't he talking about the band Dead Presidents? No, they were talking about this movie called Dead Presidents. Were they? Yeah. Well, correct I... us in comments. Because <laughs> I'm not sure please, if please either comment. of us know what the fuck we're talking about. So, they're out in a parking area. It's all concrete. They're surrounded by cars with the headlights on them. There's a crowd in there. And I just want to say here, I really feel like between the quoting of Pink Floyd, which there had to be royalties involved somewhere, and all these cars that got fucked up tonight, I feel like Tony Khan was just flexing. He was just like, oh yeah, I'll that, would, bust, that would be nothing to him. I'll bust apart five, six cars. Yeah. Well, did you see that Tony Khan's dad made the, like, rich man list? And, and uh, what's his name didn't make the top rich man list? Vince didn't make the top rich man list? God, you know he's pinching his scrot about that. <laughs> oh, baby, you know it. Um, So, yeah, there is so much great stuff in this match. You just have to watch it. There's... Rolling sentons on hoods with Ortiz inside, mm -hmm. getting smashed by the hood. There's plywood across truck beds. There's Santana bleeding from crashing into a side mirror. And there's good old-fashioned punches. Like, really rough punches. That look good. Like, I, I look like he's punching them. This felt like live-action Double Dragon. And not and the I shitty said, movie they made. I said Streets of Rage. Yes. Not like Streets of Rage to me. It, it really was a, a Streets fight. of Rage boss fight. Yes. There were sledgehammers thrown through windshields. There were batons. There was a dustpan. A dustpan. A dustpan. I don't remember where that came from. I've never seen a dustpan be used as an effective weapon until tonight. Yes. People speared through doors. I don't know why. Not a car door, like a door. A door I don't even know what that was doing there. 
Um, there was craziness. Um, there was bike racks, suplexes through bike racks. Uh, Trent gets double powerbombed into a windshield. His glass covered in his glass. His back covered in glass. His ass covered in glass. <laughs> that too. It was insane. Honestly, like, I was like, oh, that has to be gimmicked. That has to be gimmicked. That wasn't gimmicked. That was glass. It looked like it. I mean, there was a lot of blood in this match. And uh, at one point, Santana pulls out a lead pipe. And uh, just as he's about to use it, good old Orange Cassidy pops out. Gives him the orange punch. Out of a trunk. Let's clarify. The, the lights, the backlights on a car that, who was slumped up against it? I don't remember. Well, one of, one of the best friends was slumped up against this car. Mm-hmm. The little lights go on like you're unlocking your trunk. The trunk pops open, out pops Orange Cassidy. Been in there the whole time. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a champion. Yeah. So, turns out, best friends win it. Side note, when do Santana Ortiz ever get to win anything? <laughs> I don't know, but they they made best friends stars tonight because what a match and what a finish. What a good, satisfying finish. Let me paint you a picture, though. Best friends win. I think they do pile. Somebody gets pile driven. Maybe there's a a couple pile drivers. I don't know. Watch the match. It's great. There's like a door or a piece of wood or something spread across the, the, the bed of a truck. Yeah. And then Trent. You don't even remember. I just said it. Trent. It was Trent. Yeah. Okay. Trent just power bombs. I think right... it was like a package pile driver or something. Yeah, like right through a wooden door or table or whatever. Like plywood. Yeah, into the truck bed. It was like, that was brutal and devastating and fantastic. Yeah, and he gets the pin with that. So best friends get their revenge. They head on over. To a waiting brand new minivan driven by Sue. Sue! They pile in, Orange Cassidy riding shotgun, and just as they're driving away, just as they're about to ride off into the sunset, an arm pops out of the driver's side of the minivan. Sue gives him the finger. Sue is a star. Sue's the most over person in that company, brother. Oh, man. It was great. It was hilarious. I feel like if I had heard that ending another time, or if I had heard it from another company, I'd be like, that's so stupid. But damn it, it's so likable. They're all so likable that it's just funny. And it was a great main event. It could have been on any pay-per-view. It really should have been on pay-per-view. I can't believe they gave this away for free on television. Yeah, I loved it. So. So. That was the show. That's the show. I I really feel like it struggled in the beginning, but those last two segments. Yeah. And I also thought, you know, I thought the, the Jurassic Express match was good. And I thought the Thunder Rosa match was good. But uh, really the end of the show was Chef's Kiss. Definitely. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. Join us next week for Correct Opinions on Wrestling. And uh, we'll see you next time.